Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Fans are back, and Joel Pearl's here. You can't win them all, folks. Welcome to the Fightful SmackDown post show. I'm Jeremy Lambert. Joel Pearl, the aforementioned, is here. Sean Ross Sapp is in Nashville eating barbecue, getting beat up by Gail Kim and Scott the Moore, as far as I know. Joel, how are you? I am just great, Jeremy. It was a, an enjoyable evening. That. Happy to be here. You know the gimmick. Guys, we appreciate everybody here. Uh, appreciate everybody in the chat. Leave us a thumbs up on the video. There. Joel, do a thumbs up. There you I'm, go. I'm doing it. I'm doing good, it. I got job, you. Joel. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Hit that subscribe button. You can hit the join the YouTube gimmick. I don't know. I still don't know if we know what that all that means, but it's another gimmick we got going on. Subscribe to all, to all the gimmicks, right? Head over to Fightful Select. Sean's got a bunch of news. The big... And we can say it. It's 24 hours old. Bill Goldberg, Sean, Sean broke that one yesterday. A lot of people upset at the Sean Ross sap for that. It's not his fault, guys. You know, it's not his fault. Five will select a bunch of scoops going up there. I'm sure Sean will have a bunch of stuff from uh, Impact Weekend and ahead of Money in the Bank on Sunday. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Over there, too, you can, you can go follow us. Where It's not a simulcast, but over there, you can go follow us over there. You can subscribe to the channel over there. We'll be live over there at 1130, right after, uh, right after this show. Again, guys, leave a super chat. Get your question, comment, statement read on the air. And before we get into the show, we have a word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. Sean Ross Sapp. I'm not here for the SmackDown post show because I'm traveling. And you might say, Sean, how can you afford to travel? Don't you have a sinkhole in your yard? I win big at WrestleRumble.com by making predictions on shows like WWE Money in the Bank. They've got a contest at WrestleRumble right now. First place gets $1,000. Second place and third place, $100. They also have custom art contests, Solo Monsters Championship Belt Contest, and AEW two-ticket giveaways for all out just one dollar per entry on that one 
Go over, make your predictions at WrestleRumble.com. It's not just a straightforward prediction contest. It's how many tables will break during the Money in the Bank match. Will there be a cash-in? How long will the Edge versus Roman Reigns match last? I play WrestleRumble.com every single pay-per-view. Our own moderator, Hannah, has won a bunch of belts and a bunch of money from there. In addition to me absolutely winning a ton of money and not lying about it for this ad. Uh, But you can win if you're better than me at that game, which is very possible. WrestleRumble.com. Make your predictions. Will you sign up to the WrestleRumble predictions? I mean, I should. I, I I did for the belt uh, the belt gimmicks a few times. I haven't won yet though. I'm trying to convince Hannah to, to give me one. I refuse to sign up because I just assume Hannah's going to win. So like, what's the point, right? Right. I mean, listen, someone's gonna eventually overtake her and win everything. It's got to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's rigged in her favor. Let's get into the show. Fans are back. Joel Pearl. Fans are back. Did you miss the fans? I missed the fans most of the time. All 14,496 of them. Did you hear that? I don't know if they told you there were 14,496 people at Toyota Center tonight. Well, good. They sold it out. I'm happy for them. I didn't notice that they said it that many times. You, you apparently cared about that more than I did. Uh, the numbers stick out of my brain sometimes, but that definitely was one that they uh, they did. Plus the whole 70 weeks and 495 days, they they went on about it. They should. It's a, it's a joyous occasion. Why do you hate that fans are back? I think you're just hating. I you were you like the thunder. You're one of the Thunderdome people, aren't you, Joel Pearl? You're yeah, like there every oh, single the week. screens. Yeah, the screens. They can week. tell the better stories with the screens. I knew it. I knew Without that was fail. Usual. I was always there just ready to cheer when they told me to cheer, ready to put up a sign when they told me to put up my signs. That's you know. Right. That was that was you. I mean Mr. they still they still they still piped in some noise during oh, the yes, show. They, did. <laughs> <laughs> they were still piping in some noise there. Corbin came out and got like major boos and the crowd was really just like eh. Whatever. The, the EST chants didn't look like that many people were chanting EST. I mean, Bianca got a good reaction, but yes, she did. Yeah. But yeah, they were, they were piping in some, some crowd noise on this one. It was good to have fans back though. What'd you think of the new set? I like it. I mean, I, my expectations were such that I knew they were going to just take a whole bunch of led boards and put all of their emphasis on graphics and, and AR augmented reality. And they do, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Like I don't like the stupid AR drone that they have that projects onto an AR screen and like shows you the, the background of the match or whatever it is. But otherwise I was fine with it. I actually thought that the, uh, the, the stage itself, like the, the, the floor would also be led but it turned out that it was just kind of like a a black um uh, like a shiny black surface i saw the you know the pre-show pictures and it looks like just a giant movie screen up there and i'm like oh man like this was their big idea they're just gonna have a big movie screen but it, it it fit well I thought I was like, you know, WWE's over the top with their production and everything anyway. So this giant board as the wrestlers come out and the graphics were nice. I thought I thought it actually worked. The stage is huge. The the Mysterio's yeah. running across the stage. It's friggin' monstrous. 
It was it was the WrestleMania 35 set. They just kind of scaled it down so they can bring it into the arenas. It's just a, a big old video screen, and it looks fine. I'll guarantee you the Raw set is going to be the same, but inverted. Yes. So instead of being like, you know, c- curved in, it's going to be curved out, and then the wrestlers will pop out through the same kind of hole in the stage. It's it's the impact stage from like 2013. <laughs> I posted it on my Twitter. You did. It's I the same that. damn stage. I saw but that. It looks fine. Throwback kicks us off with a super chat. He says the real winners were the fans. The show was rocking and rolling. SmackDown was great. Crowd electric. Good to see the talent excited. Kicking off with Edge coming out was the right choice. Well, kicked off with Vince coming out. Vince comes out, and uh, it doesn't matter how many people this man fires during a pandemic. The crowd is going to do the No Chance in Hell song with this guy. Did not expect it. And you know what? I was upset, and then he comes out, and what does he do? Where the hell have you been? And he just walks out, and that's it. And I'm just like... Oh, that popped me enough. That's good. Let's do that. It was actually, it was good. I'm like, well, Vince, where where do you think everybody's been? Have you been living under a rock, Vince McMahon? I thought it was good, though. It worked. It worked for me. Uh, we we kicked off with, sorry, I'm trying to catch up with the super chats here. We got, we got a bunch, bunch. Uh, Ricardo El Idolo Del Distraction says, for two of my favorite people. I mean, let's not include Joel Pearl in this, Ricardo. Come on. I mean, Once in I a know. while. Once in a while, I'm allowed to be someone's favorite, right? No, no, eh, whatever. Did you see what Pat McAfee was wearing, by the way? That man can get away with anything. He oh, rules. no, I'm, I'm putting it over. I love it. <laughs> he's wearing that the WWE spinner belt on a belt, and he's wearing yeah. his cowboy boots. Come on, come on. Pat McAfee it. rules. Ricardo, <laughs> is, uh, Ricardo also says this episode rocked or am I drunk? Could be both. Oh, that was a good, it was a good episode, but you it could also fun. just be drunk, Ricardo. You know, it happens. Stuff stuff can be two things. Yeah. Uh, Richie says, apart from the great main event, this felt like a, sand, a standard SmackDown, which was disappointing. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I've seen I've seen some of those comments. So we had Vince come out, and then the first uh, superstar to come out was uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns comes out, gets a, gets a mixed reaction, but man, this dude's a star, right? Like, oh, yeah. Dude, he, in front, with the crowd, you could tell he was soaking it in. And everything yep. too and he should he carried he carried things during the thunderdome era let's not tell any lies joel let's not yeah, tell I mean, it. people can say bailey to be nice but it was roman reigns <laughs> uh, well you know when there was nobody there absolutely it was bailey when uh when when the thunderdome kicked in yeah come on roman was the centerpiece it was it was where it was at and you know what he came in and he you're right he soaked it in but he also played off the crowd a lot he was going for that heat. He loved doing it. And I was so I was so into that. I think it was a good time for him. He he was excited to be there. The Usos were just kind of lollygagging behind him. They didn't get the down since day one-ish uh theme song, which was a little bit disappointing. I wanted to hear that. The I love that song. Uh the Mysterios come out. Ray gets a nice little reaction. Dominic, Dominic gets a good reaction too. I'm sure the, the reaction was mainly for Dominic, considering they haven't seen him. His first match was in the Thunderdome, and then he's only wrestled in the Thunderdome era. So, you know, uh, Dominic, I think, got that reaction more than Ray. And then Edge's music hits, and my God, that whew, this man is over. We heard it at WrestleMania. I thought there might be like some booze at WrestleMania because he was being a little bitch leading up to it. Um, <laughs> but man, this man remains over. And then once he came out, the reaction was was even bigger. Well, you got to strap up Edge. I don't care. Sunday, strap him up. Now, was it that he got a big pop because fans are back? 
and people and then he's over or did he get a big pop because it was in Houston and he made his return at the Rumble back in 2020 and that was like the last time Edge was really seen in front of fans. No, Edge is over, dude. All right, Edge. I'm just asking because I, listen, I love Edge. I do. It was just the first thing in my mind is like that's a huge pop, and then I'm thinking to myself, is it huge because he's really over, or is it huge because of where he is? Like next week will be another, you know, another opportunity for them to prove that. I'm gonna pop huge for Edge next week, assuming he's in Cleveland and not rolling loud. I'll <laughs> that's pop good for point. Edge. I'll throw up the a little double Wolfpack gimmick that he does there. Um, I mean, I, it's, I, it's the rock and roll thing, but okay, all right. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't do this. He does this. He does. Does he not? Yeah, no, he does. He does. He does this. He does the, the whole. Much, I don't pay that much. Look, if you're a Dio fan, to, to what he's doing. Um, nah, he's over. Like again, when he got that pop at Mania, despite being a little bitch the entire time, it was like, yeah, this guy, this guy's just over, man. I mean. Like, I, I like Edge. I didn't think he was going to be this over uh, at Mania. I, I knew he'd get a good reaction tonight. I really thought he was going to get a good reaction tonight based on the Mania reaction. He did, and bless him. Uh, Cyclops better than Wolverine says, acknowledge the baby champ, people. <laughs> they gave Dominic a lot in this match, like a yeah. lot. Like he was, in, he was in the match majority of the time, and like I think that was obviously by design. Like Edge has worked in front of crowds before. Ray's worked in front of crowds. Dominic's never been in this position, so I think they wanted to let him kind of – gonna have this for a while and roman just beat the shit out of this man which always rules i'm a fan of roman always just tossing kids around you should toss all these little little fuckers around uh <laughs> power power this, yeah power on this man on the table my god i i and you know what i was kind of surprised that they went to it that early but i'm glad that the table didn't break because i'm thinking to myself they're gonna do a table spot tonight i don't know where and i don't know when but i when i saw them do it with dominic and i was like now and then Obviously, we saved that for later on, but uh, Dominic getting that uh, that kind of crossrope springboard was pretty pretty neat. You know, he's you're right; they're giving him a lot. They're giving him the opportunity to break out and get over because he's got to. This is his first match in front of fans. He's been working in front of screens for the last year. They have plans for him. They have at least ideas for him. So let's do it. Let's see what happens. Uh, Roman again soaking things in, play into the crowd. Ro- Roman is just eating this stuff up he talked to a he talked a lot about it in interviews over the past really months when when crowds were starting to come back and everything um how he was excited to be in front of fans and like really explore that dynamic with this character didn't talk tonight i like that probably won't talk on on sunday because he's got the match you know that first promo i hope it's next week hope i'm there for that first promo uh that first promo it's gonna hit because the, the match tonight hits, and I'm sure the match on Sunday will hit. Uh, the finish sees Edge spearing Roman at ringside, and then Jay rolling up Ray for the for the win, because, you know, the roll-up is the still the most deadliest move in WWE. Doesn't matter if fans are there or not. What do you think of this, uh, this match and this finish here, Joel? Honestly, the match was fine. It was a good hot open. The crowd was literally cheering for anything, so they could have done anything and gotten away with it. The the roll-up and pinning with the tights, uh, holding the tights, it was fine. Jay pinning Ray didn't really expect it, but also they couldn't pin Dominic because, again, we just talked about why. Um, Honestly, it just means that the Mysterios are going to retain on Sunday. That's all I got from that. Yeah, we do have the Mysterios against the Usos in the, the kickoff match on Sunday. So, I mean, Ray's going to get a big reaction in front of the, the, the crowd on Sunday. I, I assume he'll be the first guy out 
on Sunday. So we'll yeah, definitely get a big reaction. Um, Throwback says this match ended just right before shadows. What we know will happen uh, in edge versus Roman on Sunday. It will Pearl do a six one nine edge wins on Saturday. Joel, will you buddy? I can barely do a six one three. That's for all my, my friends back home in Ottawa. I think you should do if edge wins, you're not committing to much edge ain't winning, right? I just don't go, think so. All right. So go out there and say, if edge wins, I will do a six one nine. Just say it. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> uh, after the match, Roman wants to wants to beat the shit out of Edge uh, and, and Ray, but Edge gets a spear and then locks him in the the cross face with the piece of the chair. Roman is tapping. Edge holds up the title, and usually the guy who stands tall at the the go home show didn't go well for him on Sunday. But it was a look, they're they're putting that that little move over. It's no DQ on Sunday. Right? Like, it's got to be. They keep using this old metal gimmick. It's not officially no DQ, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do what they did going back to what else is happening this weekend with Slammiversary. I wouldn't be surprised if they make it no DQ and call it over socials. Yeah, I I think they got to add some type of stip to it. Um, Because you got to... They've been using a lot of chairs. Just make it a chairs match, right? Just make it a chairs match. But it's not that time of the year, Jeremy. It's not tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs yet. Edge is excited backstage and he's like, I gotta, I gotta be a dick again is basically what he says. I gotta go to, I gotta go to Roman's level and, and that's how I will uh, defeat him. And then Rollins is, uh, you know, laughing because that's what Rollins does. They're setting up that uh, Seth and Edge stuff, which is fine. I'm glad that they actually have a plan and they're actually planting seeds months out from what we figure is going to be the, the SummerSlam match. Cause most of the time, a lot of this stuff just seems thrown together. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I like having star-spangled Seth come out and kind of laugh his way through the promo. It was fine. It was obnoxious, which is what he wanted. They're calling back to, you know, December 2014 when he had money in the bank and they did the whole Seth and Edge where he had his uh, his foot on Edge's head, basically, and said, I'll crush his head if you don't bring back the authority. Of course, that was a John Cena thing, but the two of them were still involved. So I like that they're calling that back. They want to get revenge. Edge wants revenge on Seth for that. I like it. Guys, the glove... The glove's right here. The glove got retired, man. It got retired when Cesaro stuffed it in his mouth, all right? It, it was over af- after that, okay? That, I'm sorry. That broke so, you. I'm sorry. It did. It did. That should have been the finish. I was mad that that wasn't the finish. Really Cesaro's just doing stuff with Otis and Gable, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, more content CA says a heel wins the main event by the referee positioning a baby face to make it happen. If you pay money for this, they think you're a moron and you might be right. Well, nobody paid for this show tonight. It was free. It was on Fox, man. Yeah. Fox cover it. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, Jeff, Jeff L from the hood says, shout out to Joel Pearl for the clutchness on the list and your boy. I don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was nice to show up. It was nice to do the thing. So appreciate it. Thank you, Jimmy Van, for uh, having bad audio this past week. <laughs> Sami Zayn comes out. Sami Zayn cuts a you people promo. He blames you yes. people for everything. Didn't We're take back. us long to get the to get the you people stuff. Sammy, the conspiracy is still against them. He says, don't let everything distract you at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays, youtube.com, Fightful. Uh, from him being not being in the money in the bank, and then Phineas Balor was back, Joel Pearl. Finn Balor with the, the blue hog out there. He knocked out Sami Zayn, hit him with the coup de gras. You excited for Finn? The man with 10 abs is back, Jeremy. Is that, is that he, his name? 
Yeah, that's what Pat called him on the way out. It was very funny. Um, you know what? I think my favorite part of this whole thing was as he was going out into the crowd, Finn Balor's Twitter, he, he tweeted out something with like yes. all the blue squares. And yeah. I just I could just flash forward to the back where they're like, Finn, you're up. And he's just like, hold on, hold on. I got to send this. Hold on one sec, one sec. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, listen, good to see him back. Uh, I, I had heard about it earlier today, as I'm sure many people did, that he was there and he was going to show up. Cool. You know what? This is an opportunity to do something with Finn Balor back on main roster and hopefully make it a make it a, a thing for him. I still wanted to see Finn and Valter, but whatever. Maybe that'll be later on when Valter shows up on main roster. Walter's hurt. He's got a hand injury. He's chopping hand to be hurting. I know. He's got to learn to use the other hand. We all have to learn how to use the other hand at some point in our lives. Yeah, very true. Uh, Eloquent says Finn is back, but he's not the prince anymore. I mean, he had the graphic. I don't know if he's the prince or not. So I guess we'll kind of see moving forward. I hope so. Like they can't go back to to main roster Finn. Not after what he did. He still did this. They didn't V-trigger anybody though. That's that's the prelude to the V-trigger. He still did this. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep some NXT Finn because NXT Finn, was on a different level. He gave a different vibe to that show that I absolutely loved. I don't want to see this main roster Finn guy that was getting his neck snapped by by Bray Wyatt last time we saw him on Raw or SmackDown. Man, that ruled though. That happened in Toronto at SummerSlam, and that moment just ruled. <laughs> I know, I know, it sucked. It happened to Finn, but at the time, it was bad. It was uh, it was the Fiend, and that was great. Hannah says Fergie Ferg, which I guess is a Finn reference. I, I assume, unless it's uh, it, unless it's Fergie. Black Eyed Peas, yeah, Black yeah. Eyed reference. Get it started in here. Hannah likes Finn's humps, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Reed says, "Hey, Sammy Bailey is hurt. We need a you people from her." <laughs> yeah, she'll much. give you more of them. She already did one. She'll do more if you need them. I, yeah, she did one from from the couch last week. Yeah, and her, all her tweets are blaming you people as well. So yes. Uh, Rob reads in super chat about kind of the graphics. I thought at first WWE got Jeremy Borash to lend him his replacement Vanguard one. I said, what man talked about, they're going to do a lot of augmented reality. Uh, they did have the drone going around. They had like the animated graphics. They had the screen that like showed replays and whatnot. I, I sense you didn't like this Joel Burrow. No, I did like it. What nope. I was saying was the, when they do the augmented reality drone, that's fake and, and like, project something onto a fake screen. So basically the audience doesn't see it, but we're seeing it at home. It was that big silver and blue yeah. looking thing. That's fake, right? The actual drones that get the actual shots, I think that's awesome. And like, and Jeremy Borash, I believe still works for WWE and at least yes. does work with NXT. So yes. all this stuff is like, that's absolutely a JB thing. It's something he brought over and wanted to do. Uh, do I want to see more of it? Absolutely. I just, I think it could replace the jib cam is really what I'm getting at. Because a jib is expensive to operate, and if you can get drones that get high quality shots, then why not use more of those? And they don't get in the way of the fans quite as much. Joel Pearl, I have I have something to tell you. Um, the augmented reality, the graphics, it, they, they are fake. It's it's all fake, Joel Pearl. I don't know if you know what, this. What are you? What are you? Yeah. What are you trying to tell me? I'm fake. You're fake. We're not really here right now, Joel. Just letting you know. I made really good dinner tonight, though. Was that was mm-hmm. that big? I don't know. Yes, it was. This is a little tablet. Shotzi and Tegan Knox, they're back to face Natalia and Tamina because we, we just got to do rematches. And my 
fucking <laughs> god. So bad. <laughs> let's can we let's just argue for the next 10 minutes, Jeremy. No, I'm gonna win. Richie Goodacre says, I hated that women's tag match. Bickering on commentary was distracting as fuck, and the victory felt unearned. What else do we got? We got a lot of super chats on this. This is my favorite one, though. J.K. Shaw with the pop here. Uh, if Liv murdered O'Neal, which would be less <laughs> annoying on commentary. No, oh, more, more so. Rob Reed says, please keep Liv and Zelina away from commentary at all costs. Oh, this was, this was I, brutal. I don't doubt that separately they're fine. We know that Zelina can talk. It's just the way they put them both out there and said, sit on opposite sides and bicker at each other. Like you're both, you know, back in, you back in kindergarten. And that, sh- that should bugged the hell out of me. I couldn't sit there. I was, I, I was just like, I'm going to mute this. I can't. This is awful. Just this is brutal. Yeah. Uh, El Milkman says, just uh, donating a bit for the swear jar tonight. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I do. I do have a sailor mouth on me. I apologize for that. Um, it's fine. Keep, keep donating. Cause we do need to <laughs> fill the swear jar. Thank you. It's all right. If I donated for the swear jar, then we'd be good because I'd be broke. Honestly, my whole paycheck would just go to go to me swearing. I need Ron to do a no swear November with me. I could do it. I know I could do it. It's just I don't know. I do a lot of hours of content a week. You cut out uh, you cut the, uh, the Twitch into it as well. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. actually be screwed on that. We'll start. We'll start the Jeremy fund. Uh, just every time I curse, somebody donates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, fuck. Well, then, you know, I'll curse all the time then. Let's uh, talk about this match, I guess. <laughs> dude, so Zelina and Liv are just arguing on commentary, and it's very bad. Who could pay attention? Who could possibly pay attention to this match with the way these two are yelling at each other? Um, it ends because of distraction and, and then roll up, and, and Natalia got pinned because – Sure, just beat your champs again and beat the people who are in the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, oh, this yeah. Sunday. Good, good for Tegan and Shotzi. You know, I no, assume. no, bad um, for T- bad for Schnoxy. We call them Schnoxy. Schnoxy. I gave that one to Alex, <laughs> and he uses it. We're gonna keep it Schnoxy. Bad for Schnoxy because they just won two matches in a row, non-title, one of which was considered a number one contenders match. Now Natty and Tamina are going to win the third match, Jeremy. Yes, most likely. We're yes. screwed. I just, I, I, uh, it's, yeah. that sucked. Hannah says, never put them on commentary together again because all oh my, it's not, here's the thing. Like, it's not just them. This is what they do anytime they have two people on like opposite ends yeah. on commentary is they just argue over each other all the time. We haven't. Like we haven't heard it that much because they didn't do a lot of it during during the pandemic era. But like they're gonna probably start doing this shit again now that the crowds are back. So get used to it. Like just get used to it. They used to do this. Like New Day would come on here and just argue with all these people. And like New Day were at least entertaining, but like they would do it all the time. They they do this a lot. They do this a lot, man. It's horrible. It's it's very rarely good. Yeah, and 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 I'm seeing Hannah also said, you know, their voices were grating, and that's what yeah. it was. When we see other people do it, it's not nearly as bad. If they're prepared and they have the chemistry, it's great. But those two, it was the voices were grating, and it just it it was no good. And did you notice they're just playing off Zelina's like firing and rehiring as a vacation? 
they're 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 arguing on Twitter too, and that's not good. Right. Either. It's <sighs> it's bad. It's just not good stuff, guys. It's not. Uh, Post match, Tamina and Natalia are not happy that they lost, so they take out people. But Liv fires up, takes everybody out, points to the briefcase. Bezo Bank says, "I love Liv. Happy she got the pop, but geez, it felt like it was uh, back at work listening to them argue like kids." Liv got a great pop. Very happy for her. It's gonna suck when uh, she gets taken out before the match on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna say, I hope to God they have some sort of plan for her outside of Money in the Bank because she ain't winning it. I said this on Listen, Your Boy, and it happened. Tamina was put into the match. I wouldn't be surprised if Natty or Tamina win that stupid briefcase. If it's Tamina and Vince looks at it and just like, God damn, look at the look at the reaction they had for her in Tampa. They, they might do that and give Tamina the briefcase. Uh, Anthony Velasquez said earlier, I kind of want Liv Morgan to win Money in the Bank. Why not use the briefcase to create a new star in the SmackDown women's division? We talked about this on, on the distraction, and uh, Rob Reed says, I'm glad WWE promoted your product. They do it every single week. They love us. Without they love fail. us. AEW can't stand us. They're, they're, they're promoting their new show with no distractions. Cowards, they know we're coming for them. That's why. Uh, WWE loves us though. Uh, we said it on the show though. We we talked about like who was the last time that this briefcase like made a star, and like we kind of said it on Seth, and this was like six seven years ago. So it's been a while. It would be great if a star is made. Live is the obvious choice, but it feels like they're doing too good of a job. And as I said earlier, usually if you stand tall on the go home show, it don't it don't bode well for you uh, at the at the pay per view. I don't know who's winning that briefcase on Sunday. I look at this this field and I'm like, uh Nikki? Like just because they could do some merchandise stuff with it? Like I, I just don't know. That's why I think somebody's getting taken out. Maybe Sonya comes back. Maybe Becky comes back. I don't think Becky like actually needs this briefcase at all. But right. man, this based on what they've done with these eight women leading up to the thing, it ain't a strong field. No, it's not. And for the women, you know, Carmella won a few years ago and that kind of helped her. It it took her it from did. less it took her from less of a like just here kind of woman on the roster to someone who was a champion and actually built a championship reign out of that win. But otherwise, yeah, there hasn't really been anyone that's that's been useful out of this. We it talked did. about Dean Ambrose once upon a time for the men. Uh, and, and that was for me, I bring that up only because it was 2016. It was the draft was coming. They were trying to do something. They were also trying to get out of the Seth and Drew match without making Roman or uh, not Drew Seth and Roman match without making Roman look bad. So they yeah. had Ambrose come in and cash in on Seth, who had just beat Roman for the title. So that worked. But also people were kind of getting that groundswell towards uh, Dean Ambrose getting up the card. Zach Harrington says, I thought Liv and Zelina's commentary started out fine and then totally broke down into super annoying-ish. Once I saw them both out there, I just figured they were just going to argue the entire time. And that's that's exactly what happened. Uh, Richie also says, it was also needless camera shots whenever Liv and Zelina were talking. I get who's talking, Kevin Tyne. We don't need to pan to them every five seconds. That's just a WWE staple, right? Like They're, just, yeah. they're always going to do those camera cuts. Now that crowds are back, they're going to camera cuts of the crowd. Even more, like, this is just they, what they do. 
they had some some issues with cutting tonight to the crowd. I think it's been so long that they haven't done those random cutaways that they had a few awkward cuts tonight during entrances or not really during matches, but definitely during entrances. There was one during the main event. I think when Seth was coming out, it was like a camera that wasn't ready to shoot Biggie in the ring kind of got awkwardly in position at the last second and they were kind of cutting back and forth and then they went to the crowd. They're, they're going to have to get their bearings back. I think the, the crew has some some work to do. I, listen, I know there's a ton of cuts. I get that. But when you're a camera op, you still have to set up the shot and be ready in time. That's, that's on a camera op to do. And re- regardless of how we feel about Kevin Dunn, that's, you just got to be ready in that, uh, in that show. They don't, they don't do that at all, though. They always just do these cuts. Cesaro's going for the swing here, and that's like a big moment, his little, his little trademark thing, and oh, let's just cut to the crowd and everything. They always do this. They always right. miss shots. Right. I'm not. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying this time, the stuff that they normally nail is stuff that they were awkwardly kind of fumbling through, like a director saying, uh, take one, and the, the guy in the switcher took three instead. It was, it was little things like that. It wasn't something that we had it was just a little sloppier than we've seen from wwe and we know that the camera cuts are rapid and silly and whatever but some of the stuff was just kind of like and this is nitpicky some of the stuff was just kind of awkward that's all bro they missed edge's first spear all right that wasn't that long ago (laughs) they also missed uh, aj styles's debut yeah they I get that. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. (laughs) Believe me, I am not making excuses, but at the end of the day, they, there was some stuff that they should get that they did not get even on like their regular everyday programming. All right. I'll take your word for it. You're, you're the tech guy here. Uh, I I went to school for radio and television production. I hope I get some of it. Bianca Belair and Carmella, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bianca got a great reaction, uh, especially when she was announced uh, prior to the match. Carmella got a good reaction, too. I thought this match was great. I I had low expectations for it because um, I'm not down on on Carmella's work, but she's not typically the person who is going to – she usually needs to be kind of carried in these matches. Right, like right. usually her best matches are with established great workers. Bianca, she's she's a very good worker, but her best matches have come against Sasha and Bailey. So this is two people who are not a, exceptionally uh, used to to leading these type of matches, and so that's why I didn't have like super high expectations. It's like it's usually two people who who are kind of guided through stuff, and they have great performances in those matches. But we will see how they do when they have to lead. They were great. They. Carmella has come so far. Bianca clearly ready for this moment. This is Bianca's first match in front of fans too, because she debuted uh, oh, yeah. at the, during the Performance Center era. So it was great to see her. I mean, oh, wrestle. Yeah, Mania, right? But yeah. yes, yes. Um, but it was great to see her get that reaction and again. Like I thought, these women killed it, and I was also worried that they were just going to go like five minutes or whatever. As like, let's be honest, Carmella didn't deserve this shot. She lost a bunch of matches, but they got time. Uh, I thought they were great. I thought this was a great performance by Bianca. That was a great performance by by Carmella. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, so going back to what we just talked about with the Money in the Bank briefcase augmenting someone, it worked with Carmella because she got the reps in, she got to keep working, and she got to work on top. Carmella, as a heel, traditionally the heel calls the match, and in this case she was, I assume, given that opportunity versus Bianca Belair. 
I love that Carmella doesn't get the stupid dropping white sheet in front of her anymore because they can't do that. Yeah, they can't do it. I, I <laughs> thought of that too. I was like, oh, because you and Hannah, especially Hannah, she's always yelling at Carmella for not being in position the right way. It's the wrong the way. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, are they going to have this giant sheet uh, here? But no, they just kind of like cut the lights. I liked, I liked what they did on that. Really good. Uh, yeah. So that, that, was good, that was good production stuff right there. Yeah, just kind of putting the, putting that big white screen behind her and then popping the actual like Mela's yeah. money on the big truck. I love that. That was really good. And Bianca too, her her augmented reality graphics were really neat. She had, you know, A, the, the whip with the hair and the lips. And then in the back, you had the EST stuff, the prettiest, the baddest, whatever. And that was really cool. I loved it. As for the match, I mean, listen, that top rope Hurricane Rana was almost disastrous. Don't know yes. if you saw it. There was a moment. But Mela using the guillotine, really cool. I'm sure Roman Reigns loved that. Uh, Pat, I know. It was after him. It was after his it was match. After, I know, I know. Uh, Pat McAfee was still like standing and reacting to stuff. I noticed that was really neat. I didn't think that they would still be okay with that, given that now fans are back. So maybe, you know, a down in front kind of situation, but no. Uh, Bianca reversing that guillotine into a vertical suplex. That rules. So good. So good. And then they did the hair whip again. They did the hair whip into the KOD. Well, they did it. That was the they did it. And this, this is what this is what I you, you pay attention to these things, Joel Burrow. Uh, Bianca has said in interviews she will not do the hair whip unless her hair gets messed with. And yes. Carmella was pulling on her hair. And once I saw that, I said she's got a receipt coming with this hair whip, and she got it. And, and I love that. And then yeah, Bianca winning. I thought, look, this this match is great. This match was fantastic. And uh, Basil Banks says, see what happens when you actually give women time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, my expectations weren't too high for this one. Uh, So, so credit, credit to both ladies on this. I hope I really, really hope Bianca. I'm not really worried about her. She's a star. Like they can screw it up because they, they've screwed up plenty of things. Uh, But Bianca is somebody who's going to stay over just, just with presence and charisma alone. I hope Carmella coming out of this is positioned just a little bit better. The gimmick is is what it is, right? But um, she's worked really hard, and I'd like to see her get get longer time where she's not just losing in, in three minutes to live. And I think Liv should be pushed too. This is why you can't like 50-50 all of these people. Actually give them something uh, substantial to work with. Yeah, going into this whole, you know, unfortunately with what happened with Bailey, it threw everything through a loop. But the big problem with getting – all of these women ready for money in the bank and the storyline being, you know, live once again, the match has to beat everyone is that you beat everyone in, in money in the bank and it looks bad on everyone else. So that kind of threw a wrench in when Bailey got injured. I do like one thing that Michael Cole said tonight. And that was, he said that Carmela took the match because she got the opportunity now, instead of putting your body on the line at money in the bank. I like that. At least it explains a little bit more as to why she took the opportunity instead of saying, no, I want to call my cash in whenever I win the title or the money in the bank. Well, she took the opportunity because it's a guaranteed title match. Whereas money in the bank, she, she has a, a whatever one of right. eighth percent eight. chances. I get that. But what I'm saying is in this case, what they're saying is if she goes and she wins money in the bank, then she can call her shot anytime. And, and it's almost guaranteed that she wins it. In this case, it was it's almost babyface-ish that she takes the, the one versus the other. But I just like that they didn't say, took the match and that's it. I at least like that they tried to do something about it. That's fair. 
That's fair. Uh, Cyclops better than Wolverine said, happy to see how over Bianca was. She's a star. She really is. Um, yes. And then after the match, no Sasha Banks. Bezo Banks says, WWE really played me. They kept cutting back to the same guy in a Sasha shirt during the match. I swore she was fitting attack, and it ain't happened. Shocked. I think a lot of people thought we were getting Sasha Banks here, whether it was an attack, whether she was just going to come out and con- confront Bianca. No Sasha Banks, Joel Pearl. Not shocked. I got to be honest. I I see things with WWE as a pay-per-view to pay-per-view. That's how they book. They don't bring people back, especially like big names like Sasha. They don't just bring them back right before a pay-per-view with nothing to do because they're not going to add Bianca and Sasha to the card at the last minute. They got to find a reason to slot her in. So next week in Cleveland, 100%, I can see that happening. But tonight, nah, same thing with like bringing back Becky or anything like that. Finn was probably the best option they had in terms of getting people excited. Fans are back. Anything can happen, but it wasn't going to be someone huge coming back tonight. Give give me Sasha, Becky, Cena, Brock. Give give me all them all, people in Cleveland next week. Give <laughs> them all you, to me. not going to be in Cleveland next week when they debut, and I guarantee you Tony Storm will be at Rolling Loud when she debuts. Most likely. Most guarantee. Likely. Yes. Um... Backstage, Otis and Cesaro, uh, or Otis and Gable, Bob O'Neill and Gable are backstage. Cesaro comes up, and then Otis kind of attacks him. We get a very short match, and it's a DQ with uh, Chad Gable interfering, and then Cesaro uh, takes out Gable, and then Otis takes out Cesaro. This sucked. Yeah, it was their first match, and what did they do? The same thing they do every time. They open up a new feud. They DQ it, and they're like, oh, we're going to go back because now it's a bad blood feud. That's no, not. Remember the last year when Otis was happy? Those were different times. Now he's just angry. And I love this character. But there was nothing in this match, nothing in this feud right now that interests me. A lot of people online saying, remember when Cesaro was getting an opportunity, and you know people were expecting him to be on top. And I'm sitting there, and I'm telling people, come on, man. 2012, 2015, 2018, 2020. It's the same thing every single time. There's someone who goes to bat for Cesaro and tells Vince, this is the guy. He, he's so ready. He's so good. People love him. And Vince says, I'm not going to do the Vince voice. He says, I, I don't see it, but I'm willing to give him a chance. And when he fails, I will rub it in your face. And this continues to happen with Cesaro. That said, wouldn't be surprised if Cesaro wins the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. uh ducking llama says i was in the crowd tonight and i don't know man the show is kind of meh in my opinion to be fair i was also at AEW two days ago so my judgment might be askew look man you can't you can't compare this to apple to to the AEW show that was an all-timer from from AEW. i mean wwe i thought they they did a a good show tonight but AEW is is clicking right now that's just which is what it is. They had they had nothing like AEW had nothing to lose doing what they did, and they put on an excellent show on Wednesday. No question. Tonight was just like, hey, fans are back. That's the big attraction. So Cesaro and who's who's Cesaro going to team with? He's got to have a partner, right? Who are we thinking here? Good question. I was just trying to figure out who they could get, and at this point, unless they move Nakamura outside of what he's doing. They'll do yeah, they Cesaro Nakamura again. Reunite them. I feel like it's going to be someone new. What about Davy Boy? Davy Boy Smith Jr. worked uh, 
we're we're to dark match tonight. And so he, he, and he's it was a back. tag match. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like he's back. He's got the history with uh, TJ, and of course TJ and Cesaro got the history as well. So a little, little connection there. Maybe we get TJ back on TV for a little bit. I'd be fine with that. Oh, by all accounts, he doesn't want to be on TV though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't need him there like every single week being on TV. It's just like. You know, he does a backstage segment once to kind of yeah. link the two together. That's it. That's all I'm okay. asking for. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's a good idea. Uh, otherwise, I don't know who else they could bring in. And, and Davey Boy makes the most sense. He had a tag team match tonight in that dark match. Teamed with, uh, I think, Austin Theory. So, there you go. Adam Coleman? Yeah, no. They're going to bring him in. <laughs> they got to do a solo. Come on. Oh, oh says, by the way, can't forget. You bring up the swing, you got to do the swing. Sure. It's like they brought up the UFO three million times that one episode, and I don't think he's done it again. Oh, no, uh, that was Vince absolutely saying, this is the nail in the coffin. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this push. <laughs> That's all that was. Richie says, if you don't want to beat either guy, don't put, yeah. Dude, just do Cesaro. Like, you didn't need to do the match this week, right? Like you did the backstage segment. That's it. Let it, just, let it sit for a week. Beat him up. Beat him up, leave him backstage lying out. And then next week, Cesaro says, what you did to me is unacceptable. I want a match. Simple, easy, starts the feud. What they did tonight, just dumb. Someone ban Evan Wright for suggesting Jack Crosby's <laughs> favorite wrestler. Kyler, yeah. Kyler, can, can you do this? It's birthday your birthday, boy. Kyler. I'm sorry that, that you're here working on your birthday. You should not be doing that. You should be uh, doing something better. But just, just please ban Evan Wright, I appreciate it. Uh, Paul Heyman is backstage and Edge. It's like, your boy got the deal done, did to him. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Biggie rules. He does. And it was, I mean, Heyman was going nowhere. He was just trying to say the sins, sins and tribal chief and atonement and sins and s- And then he started to do the prediction and spoilers and now comes Biggie. Perfect. Ends it. That's it. You want the deal done to yourself. It's the blue brand, and you know what that means. BlueChew.com. If you're looking to do it in front of a crowd, you don't want that performance anxiety when you're going to go have sex. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But you know what? It gets rid of all the awkward talks and conversations besides this one. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You work with their licensed medical providers. They find the right active ingredient for you, and it ships straight to your door. And when you get the package, it's not going to say, Sup, wiener pills. It comes in a discreet package, so your package no longer is discreet. It's not just for people with ED or problems. It's about that confidence. You want to perform at your peak. And how about this? Maybe maybe you're starting to travel more. Maybe you're on the road more. You're spending more money. Not with your first shipment of Blue Chew. You get it free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. That's how we keep the mailman hush hush. $5 shipping is all it takes to get your first shipment and get that confidence. Maybe it's been a while after the pandemic and you're looking to get back out there. Get back out there with BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. I forgot to hit the stop button. So here we are. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. 
Very and awkward. What was that? When he was when he was looking at the camera, I could tell he was like trying to hit stop and he didn't. And then he actually just mentioned, I forgot to hit the stop button. It's so. a space bar. Use the space bar. <laughs> it stops the video. Someone ban 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 Brickbat as well. You guys are you guys are talking nonsense. My in the chat God. here. Joe Pearl's God. never run point in his life. You kidding me? Know. Don't, don't put that kid out of here. I respect here. you, Jeremy. You know it. Guys, we're hitting the home stretch here. Get your super chats in to get your question, comment, statement read on the air. Give us a thumbs up, two thumbs up. There you go, Joel Pearl. No. Sorry. I'm not doing, Sorry. I'm not doing Sorry. that. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. FightfulSelect.com. Go over there. Subscribe. Sean's got a bunch of news this weekend, I'm sure. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe I'm just lying to the people and Sean's not going to post anything all weekend. I'm fairly confident that Sean Ross Sapp will have some news uh, this weekend. Baron Corm- Cor- Corbin. Baron Corbin comes out to uh, pipe booze and he still he still lost everything. <laughs> he sets up a GoFund Corbin. It's an actual link. That, well, I feel horrible for this man. All right. One, when this man said, I got to live with my wife's parents, I was like, buddy, buddy, I've, <laughs> I've been there. Hey, I've been there, man. I, what can I do to help you? I don't need to see another man go through that struggle that I went through. What can I do to help you, Baron? And I went to the website. I was ready to donate. I was ready to donate all this super chat money. I was ready, all of it. And, and our guy, Rob Reed, he says, how much of these super chats are going toward the Baron Corbin GoFundMe? I was ready to donate all these super chats to the Baron Corbin GoFundMe. Unfortunately, it's just a picture on this website. They set this thing up. I'm donating. I, Baron, I'm there for you, buddy. Stay strong. Stay strong. All you got to do is ask Baron what his what his Venmo is. I'm sure if you tweet him, he'll give it to you. I'm sure. Uh, Cash app? He'll do is it. Is he doing cameo? Is he still on cameo? Can I give me a Baron Corbin cameo? Oh, absolutely. I have a list on my Twitter of all of the cameos for Money in the Bank. They did like 10 people. It's absurd. And I think his was one of the cheaper ones. It was like 400 bucks. That's cheaper ones. I was about to say, that's a cheaper one? Jesus. Uh, Alexa Bliss is 800 bucks. Yeah, Alexa. And she's she's banking all of them too. Plus <laughs> 20 seconds to say your name and what city they're coming to for WWE Live. <laughs> No offense, folks. Listen, if cameos are your thing, go for it. There's some really cool ones out there. Um, you know, go, go at it. Old Corbs is a 350. There you go. He's a, I'm assuming there was a... Yeah, so they're, they're doing 10 cameos, and there's nine left. So somebody paid 350 for uh for Baron Corbin. But nine more people need to pay and help this man out because he, he's looking rough, looking very rough. Needs a better mortgage advisor, too, and a new white shirt. Yeah. Hoping yeah. that SpaghettiOs, getting his daughter stains all over it from the SpaghettiO boxes or whatever. Look, man, you got to go with ramen. Ramen is cheap. It's pretty filling. Yeah. Corbin, I got to get with Corbin and tell him how to save money, too. Corbin, you can come with, live with me, buddy. You stay in, keep, keep, your, keep your wife and kids uh, away, but like stay in at your wife, your wife's parents' place uh, or living with them. Don't I don't wish that on any man. I don't wish that on any man, Joel. I've been there. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Did you? Do you wish the what chance on your worst enemies? Yeah, they did do. They did do the what chance on this. I, dude, they encouraged that. That on, was the, 
Dumb on it. the social media. They encouraged it. Oh, they played themselves. Yeah. Kevin Owens comes out and he, he has no family man. Kevin Owens has no sympathy for Baron Corbin. I turned, I turned on Kevin Owens during this. I didn't like that. He should have, he should have lend a hand to Corbin instead. What if Kevin Owens one day is going through something similar? I think he would want somebody to lend a hand. Said he lend his hand and gave this man a stunner. Didn't like this from Kevin. I mean, listen, I'd like to think that Kevin Owens, who has a wonderful family, on a wonderful life, wouldn't find himself in this position. The man is solid, rock solid. I don't know if, I, I think if his compassion is such that he still stuns Baron Corbin, that says something. Maybe it's not Corbin's fault anymore. Maybe, maybe something's going on here. Either way, KO loves Houston. That's all that matters here. And Houston loves KO. Rob Reed says, if you haven't seen Xavier Woods' response to Corbin's GoFundMe yet, it's brutal. Yeah, he can't keep it. Can't keep the money. I was like, is yeah. this a third-party platform? Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. That, that Biggie pop though. Let's talk about that. Biggie. Uh so Rollins, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, four-way match. Biggie's over, man. He's over. You love to see it. Yeah, absolutely love to see it. And then he got pinned in this match. Oh, <laughs> which is probably good. Which probably great. bodes well for him. Yeah. Probably bodes well for him. Uh I, I thought this match was good. It was a sprint. They, they had like 10 minutes or something. By the end of it, so they got a bunch of stuff in, and uh, Kevin Owens hit the um, elbow drop from the top of the ladder through the table. And Rob Reed said, "I think KO saw Darby Allen's uh, coffin drop Wednesday and said, if anyone is going to kill themselves on a wrestling show, it's going to be me.' <laughs> like, man, bless Kevin Owens. That man, man, just likes to do some dumb shit, and I appreciate anybody that just likes to do some dumb shit because I'm, I'm right there with them. Uh, speaking of dumb shit, Rick Boogs, did you like that? Doing did his he thing. Play, he played the song, right? He did. Yeah. And, and, well, you, and he gave him a better better guitar tone. They yeah. finally gave him his in-ear monitor so he can hear himself. They, they got everything. He's even in tune this week, Jeremy. It's actually he, coming together. He sounded just about as good as Elias did. Uh, actually, I would like to see the two collaborate. I have a feeling oh, that if the two were to collaborate, not go against each other, collaborate, you'd probably have the most cohesive full set of songs you could because Boogs can obviously play the solos that Elias doesn't. Oh, we need like a devil went down to Georgia battle between these two. That's what we need. You think, you think Elias can shred buddy. Let me tell you, he cannot. How do you know? He'll give you those four chords and he'll do them real good. Ah. He'll play play some Pearl Jam covers, but man, he ain't going to shred. That's fine. We'll do some Pearl Jam covers. Elias can shred. I have faith in in him. He can do anything on TV right now, so he's got more time to practice. I said on Twitter that I want to see Rick Boogs at Rolling Rolling Loud (laughs) try to start a circle pit. And I had had a bunch of people being like, no, that's not the place to do it. And I'm like, dude, a circle pit, you could do that anywhere. I can do that. I can go outside and like grab some friends and be like, circle pit right now. And it can work. All right. Don't tell me that you can't do it as specific. Do it. Do it. Let's do Do it. it. Go outside. Take your your camera. Pat McAfee will dance on the table while while we're doing it. Do it. I'm waiting. All right, but we, we got a we got a time here. We don't. We can oh. just there. Joel's gone. He's gonna go do a circle pit and finish this show. Come on, Joel. I did the pit. You missed it. Yeah. You you kicked me off the show. Uh, Seth Rollins wins. He hits the curb stomp onto the ladder. Um, again, I think this is good news for Biggie. Honestly, yeah. I think this is good news for him. 
the best L he could ever take. And he was also, they, he was doing post-show stuff. He did the speech to the crowd after the show. They oh, had like everyone go. out there. So they, uh, listen, man, they believe in Big E. And if it wasn't obvious before, doing stuff like that is absolutely, it's, it's a thing for sure. Did he bury all those fakes over in AEW in the post-show? I assume so. If you go over to, to the, Fightful, uh, the Fightful Twitter account, we've, we posted it there. So go check it out. Uh, Zach Connor says, I have no idea who is going to win the men's money in the bank, but I'm either going Big E or Riddle. I could definitely see WWE doing bro in the bank gimmick. That's your call, isn't it, Joel? Yes, it was. I, I definitely will run that into the ground in hopes that they don't do it, but wouldn't be surprised if they do it. Really would. Man, it's a marketing I, I think it's Riddle or Big E. That's kind of who I'm sold on. I could see Rollins because they, they just like having him with that briefcase and they're, they're teasing it a lot, but like he's doing edge at SummerSlam. Big E seems like the guy. Here's my concern. If they go Big E though, we're just going to beat him a bunch. So they love oh, yeah. to do what they do. And those people got the briefcase is they just like to beat him a bunch. And then, you know, always oh, got the briefcase and it'll cash in no win. It's fine. But this guy don't need to be losing matches, even if he has the briefcase. So they've, they've done enough of that. They really yeah. have. Yeah, uh, that's, at the same time, at the same time, they usually don't put them on the losing streak right away. They take them, they win the briefcase, and then they win some matches, a couple feuds, and then they just beat the shit out of them. So they usually least, they beat, beat them. The they fall. beat them when they're about to have the cash in. Yeah, they yeah, beat yeah, them yeah, like a sure. month before they're about to cash in. I, I'm still going with my idea of Biggie wins, comes out next night on Raw after lashley i mean i guess it's not gonna happen because old 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 guy is gonna be there bob o'neill's favorite wrestler is gonna come out so my idea is just completely out the window who cares what i actually have to say um it is possible that 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 goldberg kind of picks up that win from lashley at SummerSlam. then we get the biggie cash in biggie beats uh goldberg the big meaty man slapping me that's what we want to see right um I go Big E. Don't beat the guy. Just, just have him be the guy. That's what I would do. Yeah, Big E or honestly, like I said, Riddle. Riddle's the only other guy. And there's a story in there because of the Randy stuff. Randy can get insanely jealous, try and play it off as he's not, but he really is, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they win the tag titles. Maybe they don't. Either way, like there's, there's more story currently in Riddle winning Money in the Bank. Versus Biggie. Biggie planted the seeds tonight, right? Coming up to Paul Heyman and being like obnoxious yeah. and saying he's going to beat Roman. That's fine. But, uh, well, in a good way. Listen, like Big, Big E, when he comes up and he does a shtick, it's obnoxious, but it's like you can't help but smile and laugh. That's just what it is. It's like when I open my mouth and talk, it's, it's, it's endearing in the worst no. kind of way. No, um, let's, let's not, let's not. Did you just try comparing yourself to Big E? Is that what you did? You just like try to sneak that in there? Yeah, I Joel did. Pearl? I thought I could get away with it. No, no, too, you, too good. You for can't. This stuff. You can't. You're not Dusty Rhodes and Otis over here. That's, no, I, no, I don't have the accent. No, that's bad. That's very bad, Joel. Guys, get your super chats in. Joel, what do you think of uh, this this SmackDown with crowds being back? And are you looking forward to the Money in the Bank? Overall, I enjoyed the show. It was I wasn't walking into the first you know episode with fans back being like, this is going to be the best match ever, the best show ever. I came in, I was like, they're going to do some stuff. They're going to get people interested. But the interest was there in that, you know, almost 15,000 people were in the venue. And that was big enough for them. It's just like WrestleMania, 14,496 for those who were keeping track at home. 
Uh, and and they did the the best show in front of fans that they could. They made it as special as they would, but it was also the go home to a pay per view. So they weren't going to like blow up their entire program just to you know bring a bunch of people back and pop pop the crowd. They already had the crowd. We saw that throughout the entire night. They were popping. It was fine. And the show was when good. They were I popping. Just, they piped in more crowd noise. Exactly. They already had the experience <laughs> with it. And they've had 18 months of being able to do it. So, yeah, whatever. The show was fine. It wasn't the best show ever. No, but I'm looking forward to Money in the Bank because there's still stuff that you can't call. Like the Money in the Bank briefcase matches are two good matches that we're going to see. I'm enjoying it. What do you think? Evan Wright says, sorry to hear that, Joel Pearl. And I initially read that as sorry to hear Joel Pearl. And I popped really hard. <laughs> I agree, Evan Wright. Is just, you wanted to ban him a minute ago. Yeah, true. I'm very fickle. I'm, I'm like the WWE universe. I'm, I'm just very fickle. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I was with it. There was definitely an energy from, from the show that obviously hadn't been there in a while. The talent's always great, right? Even in there in the Thunderdome era. Like, the talent was working hard. Just a matter of like you just gotta like keep this going and not do dumb shit because they they still want to try to do some dumb stuff tonight and they gotta they gotta cut that out. But the crowd's gonna give them that energy at least through SummerSlam, especially when they start bringing people back. Uh, the crowd's gonna give them that energy. You gotta keep that up, and you especially gotta keep it up past SummerSlam. We will see. But I thought this show was good tonight. Hopefully next week is just as good because I will be there next week. I will not be on this show next week joel pearl won't be on this show next week sean ross sap won't be on this show next week it'll be sugar dunkerton pineapple pete and robert de felice on the show next week my god it's a big show it's gonna be week. a big yeah. show yeah i'm gonna call in i'm gonna call in on the way back from cleveland and be like did you guys see becky lynch and daniel bryan's back and john cena and brock lesnar and and it's just everybody tupac came out at the rolling loud festival it was great it was awesome that's what i'm gonna say perfect I, hey listen if sean could do that last night on the impact watch along why not you do it exactly perfectly exactly. let's do that joe pearl where can people find you at uh not a hard man to find but i am available everywhere at joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l uh i host a podcast of my own it's called tim and joel call it in the ring where myself and my co-host tim we talk about wrestling twice a week Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and Sundays at noon Eastern. Uh, we are at youtube.com slash Tim and Joel pod. If you're a newer fan, you'll enjoy it. If you're an old school fan, you'll love it. Uh, I'm the old school fan and Tim is the newer fan. So we kind of have different perspectives of it. Uh, and we're a little bit different. So uh, come and come and check us out once in a while, would you? We'd love to see you. Alex Pulowski says sour grabs starting soon. There you go. Fightful Ooh. select. Head over there. Sign up. Thanks posted a scoop on fightful select so you're right jeremy i knew i was going to be right i got the scoops on sean scoops that's how i knew i was going to be correct there head um, the game yes uh go over to fightful select get alex blowski sour grabs the best one man show uh, in my opinion and my opinion is always correct uh the best one man show in wrestling hell yeah Ron Patel, there will be Fightful After Dark on Twitch. 11.30, roughly. Might actually be a little bit later tonight. But a little bit after 11.30, Joel and I are going to do something. I have no idea what. If you guys have suggestions in, on the Twitch, let me know. If you guys have suggestions on the Twitter, let me know. I, I'm open to anything. We'll probably just play a bunch of video games. That's what I like to do on Fridays after a, a long week. And i got a big weekend coming up. It's a big, big weekend. Because this weekend, we have Slammiversary Watch Along on the twitch right joel this is the thing yeah okay. we're doing it you're in right. 
twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, Slammiversary, watch along after Slammiversary, uh, Fightful.com, or yeah, Fightful.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful, with the Slammiversary post show with uh, our guy Steven Jensen and uh, Denise Salcedo as well. Then, Hannah, come on Twitch with us at 1130. All right? I don't... I don't know what we're again. I don't know what we're doing. That's why we didn't invite you. But if you want to come on and just banter, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Money in the Bank. Watch along again. Watch along on, on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Money in the Bank. Watch along after Money in the Bank. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Money in the Bank post show. Who's on it? I don't actually know. I'm not sure anybody knows. I think Sean Ross Sapp is it, on it. it. Isn't it Sean and Denise? I think, I think Sean said I'll be back just in time for that. So it'll probably be, it'll, I'll probably, Sean will be tired and he'll be like, I don't know about this. It'll be me and Denise, Denise and I doing the money in the bank. (laughs) All right. Sean, Sean and Denise. I don't know these things. I just set up the post. I'm not, I'm not told of what's actually going on. Um, and then Monday back with raw. It's the start of a whole new week. Fans are back. It is that, that one. I'm pretty sure is, is Sean Denise. Pretty sure on that one guys fightful.com check it out we're gonna have a bunch of news and stuff all weekend from all the shows uh maybe i'll maybe you'll see a post from me or two i don't know maybe um we'll be on twitch twitch in about 15 minutes so twitch.tv slash fightful gaming appreciate y'all y'all enjoy y'all's night come hang out say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.